Well, hello there. This is Peter Bergman. And it's time again uh, for the Radio Free Oz Daily Podcast. This is Wednesday, July 27th, 2011. And the bad theater in Washington goes on, demonstrating once again that everything you know is wrong. Yes, the reckless debt ceiling dance does go on in D.C., and it appears that the answer, the answer to solving this question in the short run, is to paste together a 10-day extension. There's an increasing recognition that neither the Boehner or the Reed debt reduction plans are going to work. The Wall Street Journal reports the White House is crafting alternatives that could be finalized over the weekend and put to a vote Monday or Tuesday. But Tuesday is the second of August. That's deadline day. Do you think that the markets and the rating agencies are going to wait? I doubt it. They seem to be developing, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, alternatives that combine Boehner and Reed and Mitch McConnell so there can be caps on spending, another congressional commission, and McConnell's disapproval mechanisms. Ooh, how sweet. Meanwhile, first read, that's NBC says, the odds that the White House could sign a short-term debt extension, say 10 days days or more, boy does that give us breathing room, are much more likely. It's clear that everyone needs more time. They say, folks, this ain't speculation. This is a whisper that is growing louder among the players involved. Oh, those Washington whispers. They get me so hot. All right, what is the GOP leadership in the House? And I use that term in parentheses, or shall we say, in the quotation marks, leadership. What are they doing to, to rally the forces there, to bring people together, as Boehner says, to get their ass in line? Well, yesterday, they showed the assembled um, GOP House members a video clip from Ben Affleck's movie, The Town, to rally this support, okay? And here's the key lines that they heard. Ben Affleck, I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later. And we're going to hurt some people. Jeremy Renner says, what car are we going to take? And well, if you've seen the movie, you'll remember that right after this, the characters then put on hockey masks and bludgeon two men with sticks, then shoot one man in the leg. Maybe this is the new GOP strategy. How do we get cut cap and balance? Well, we got to cut some people, put a cap up some people's ass, and, and lose the balance. I mean, they're all going to put on hockey masks. Boehner puts on a hockey mask. It's got to be orange. Okay, well, stay tuned on this one. You know, really, it isn't the, the default, the potential of default, that has uh, the Obama White House really freaked out. It's the possibility of downgrade. I mean, Standard and & Poor's and, and, and Fitch and you know, Moody's would downgrade us from AAA to little a to large A's, which is the first step down the credit ladder. And it could get worse. There's no guarantee that they won't take us down another step or two. That's up to those agencies and how the market feels about just really, you know, how credit worthy we are. Well, if they do take us down even just one rung, it will cost us $100 billion over the next year in increased interest payments on those outstanding T-bills. It's going to 
truly affect our credit rating. And of course, it's going to lower the value of the T-bills. Well, who pays or who loses? Who takes the haircut, as they say? Largest owner of bonds, United States government itself. That makes us poorer. Second, it's the Fed, because they did all that qualitative easing by buying all those bonds to put money in the market, which of course was just hoarded by the rich and the corporations, not put out there in new equipment, not put out there in new jobs. There is no trickle down, no trickle down at all. All it's going to do is make things more difficult. It's going to shake up the world markets. I don't know if this is the crisis point, you know, what they call tipping point in crisis mathematics, but this could be it. The euro is shaky. Uh, all of the world economy right now is in at least a recession. Now, we're, now, now the economists are calling what we're in the little depression. Well, all I know is that if we, if we default, it's going to be a lot more than that. And you might find, uh, you know, Obama winning and losing at the same time. Okay, he gets a a default deal. He saves the default just at the last moment. It's a real Hollywood ending, and yet the agencies downgrade us anyway for very good reasons, because the market doesn't trust us. Okay, let's troll a different woe, and let's talk about one of my favorite new figures on the national political scene, Governor Rick Perry of the seceding state of Texas. Here's some interesting comments on the Gov by Sean Casey, a professor of Christian ethics at Wesley Theological Seminary. He says, Perry is a cheaper imitation of George Bush. I like that. A cheaper imitation, a shoddy George Bush. And I think Perry has really studied Bush, said Casey. But Bush's brilliance with the religious right was that he did everything behind closed doors. There were no photo ops. There was no press releases saying, I met Reverend so-and-so today. Bush did everything through intermediaries. And so there was no public trail of him reaching out to the religious right. The irony is that here comes Perry, the dollar general store version of Bush, and here he is meeting with these people in public, and you start looking at the lineup of these people he's cozying up to in public, and all he is doing is setting himself up for trouble later on if by some miracle, and this is the kind of miracles that the GOP picks up now and then, if by some miracle Perry actually wins the nomination. Some of these guys, he's talking about the religious kooks he's hanging with, are really beyond the fringe. Folks who George Bush would never have been caught dead with within a hundred miles of them. And what is Perry doing? He's having this big public day of fast and prayer to bring America back to its Christian good senses. It's in some big auditorium or football field in Houston, and he's going to have all these ayatollahs on stage with him. Oh, good luck. Maybe he forgets that the American Revolution was built uh, to a certain degree, upon the disestablishment of churches. You know, they knew that politics and religion lived in two separate houses. It's time that Perry rendered unto Caesar. Okay, here's some good news, I guess. U.S. counter-terrorism officials are increasingly convinced that the killing of Osama bin Laden and the toll of seven years of CIA drone strikes have pushed al-Qaeda to the brink of collapse. This according to the Washington Post. The assessment reflects a widespread view at the CIA and other agencies that a relatively small number of additional blows could effectively extinguish the Pakistan-based organization that carried out 9-11, an outcome that was seen as a distinct prospect 
for much of the last past decade. Well, if indeed we're about to put the kibosh on Al-Qaeda and the official reason, the official explanation for why we're in Afghanistan and by extension in Pakistan is that we're there to put down Al-Qaeda, well then, this is good news. It's time to bring the boys home. We don't need the boots on the ground. It's time to come home and do some real nation building here. And if that doesn't happen, my dear friends, it only goes to prove that everything you know 